0: Hey y'all, I'm Casey Bell of the Google Teacher Tribe Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in
1: three, two, one.
2: On this episode of Podcast PD, we're going to talk about how to make your school amazing for students and staff, and we're going to be doing that because we are joined by the newest pirate author from New Jersey, Jay Billy.
1: This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development.
2: Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day.
0: Except you will have more fun with Chris Nessie, AJ Bianco, and me, Stacey Lindis. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast PD. I'm Stacey Lindis. I'm here with my very good friends, Chris Nessie and aj bianco and on today's episode we have another guest for you but we'll save that for two seconds first we'll start chris and aj how are you guys
1: stacy everything is going well here uh looking forward to some sunshiny days since the last week around here has been all rain so i'm looking forward to some sun and good weather
2: i'm also looking forward to some good weather because in our last episode we talked about the weather changing and it changed for the negative, but yeah, sunny skies are ahead, AJ. Sunny skies
1: are ahead. I mean, honestly, you can't get any worse than we just experienced here. We had six days of straight rain. Every one of our baseball games was canceled this week, and we don't have much time to make them up. So I feel awful for my kids. So as I
0: say, as a baseball coach, this kind of weather yeah, cannot it, do it anything for you.
1: Oh, it was killing me, killing me every day. But let's let's turn it around. Have some some nice uh nice weather, some good positivity and. All that stuff that goes along with it.
0: So, we have a lot of positivity in store for today's episode because our guest is Jay Billy. As Chris led with in the um, intro, he is the newest pirate author. His book, Leading with Culture, just hit bookstores this week. Is that right, Jay?
3: Yes, yes, just on Thursday morning. Yep.
0: Woohoo! And I got my copy yesterday. Thank you so much. No problem. Jay, I just want to introduce you and let our audience know that you are the principal at Slackwood Elementary School. You are the father of five kids. You said two are adult children, and you have three school-age children. And those of you who know you in and around the state of New Jersey know you as that all-around good guy with a very charismatic personality and a smile that invites all kinds of positivity And since that's what AJ is looking for, like I said, this episode is going to be full of positivity and maybe some culture-changing moves that you guys can make as you're listening um, to our very esteemed guest. So, Jay, once again, we are so happy that you could join us tonight.
3: Thank you very much, Stacey. Thank you for the nice introduction, too. Yes, and and I uh, enjoy listening to the podcasts, and you guys really do a very nice job. So thank you for having me today. It's our pleasure
2: to have you here Jay again. Very exciting. Congratulations on the book. And we actually got to see each other, although brief, we were both at tomorrow's classrooms today, yesterday, as we as we record this you know Saturday, May 19th. So we wanted to start there with uh your TCT experience. Did you get to go on Friday first and foremost?
3: Yes, actually um uh did two presentations on Friday and uh Got to see um, Eric Schoeninger, you know, at the keynote, the opening keynote, and he's always inspirational. I've actually seen him a couple times. Um, and he, he and Tom Murray are doing, you know, doing those um, future ready school things. And he uh, did a really, really nice job. He was inspirational. I uh, love seeing all ideas for how school should be. Uh, it's kind of where I go a lot. I like to talk about that a lot too. So that was awesome. And then Nilly Bartley and I, uh, got to present a little bit of pirate magic about, uh, leading without titles. Neely is a, a, a tech integration specialist from Massachusetts. And me, obviously being a principal, we talked about, um, the book lead, lead like a pirate and sharing how you can lead from different perspectives, not just from the principalship. So, and that was fun. And then I did another session on who, who's doing the work where we I just shared a lot of uh, ideas for student led classrooms. So it was a good it was a good good uh experience got to see a lot of uh really really good things. Saturday was a great day. Uh went to uh four different sessions and uh again seeing principal L at the keynote was amazing. So
2: That was amazing and you're actually pretty modest because you kind of stole the show during principal L's keynote
3: on Saturday <laughs> morning. <laughs> no it, he said that too but that's not true he had everybody fired up he did an awesome job
0: i don't know i saw some pictures (laughs)
3: he he started talking about the four c's and one of them was culture and um happened to he said what's the third c and of course i had to say culture and so he put the microphone phone in my face so i had to talk but I did not steal the show. From, nobody can steal the show from Principal Al. He's pretty amazing.
2: He was amazing to listen to. And I told him when I got the chance, when the room cleared, I went up and let him know that, you know, most leaders, I want to throw through a wall after hearing him for an hour and a half. I was ready to do whatever he told me to do.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty special. He's pretty special. So I, and I, I had seen him once before too, but, uh, never really got to talk to him in depth. Like I did yesterday. And it was, it was a great experience. It really was.
2: Yeah. Stacy, and AJ, you all, uh, you all missed out. It, it was a, a good fourth annual TCT from the evolving educators. So hopefully we'll all get together in the spring of 2019.
0: I didn't get approved. I would have been there if I'd been approved, but, but one of my colleagues went on Friday, so I will get to hear more about what she learned. And um, if you guys want to continue the conversation, we can hear a little bit more about what you learned, Chris, what you shared,
2: I will just quickly share that I had the opportunity. I mean, I presented one session uh, called How to Support That Teacher, and maybe I'll do that here in an episode over the summer or something. But what I took away from learning, I had the opportunity to hang out with Steve Isaacs for a little bit, and he was there demoing some VR equipment. I got to see old friend of ours, Adam Schoenbart, was in attendance, and Adam and I played in the VR worlds of Star Trek and painting and you know Van Gogh. It was it was ridiculous, the gear he had set up and what we got to try and do. And it was really immersive. And I'll, I'll, I'll throw Adam under the bus. He felt dizzy and almost wanted to throw
3: up.
0: Oh, uh, This is why VR will never be part of my uh, basket of gadgets.
3: <laughs> well, I, I have to say, if you ever get time to spend spend with Isaacs or either Steve or Kathy – you always need to take it because it, 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 you always learn something. They're both so amazing. I, I, I truly enjoy um, spending time with them.
0: I wholeheartedly agree with that. They are like one of my favorite EDU couples. And it's so sad that Kathy's not in the classroom anymore, um, but I'm sure she's doing amazing things.
3: Well, and actually Steve Steve usually brings his daughter with him when he's doing PD because uh, she's pretty special too. You've ever seen her? Yeah, oh, Both you know, girls yeah, are amazing, yeah. yeah. All right, Jay. So
1: since you got the book out, we're here to plug your book and we're, we want to hear more about this idea of culture. So if you could first define culture for us in the way that you feel culture is defined.
3: There's a lot of definitions. People think of culture as a lot of things. Um, but really, culture is, is the way the school feels to you. When you walk into a building, how does it feel? Does it feel warm, friendly? Um, are the teachers friendly to you? So culture is really the way you feel when you're in a building. That's, that's the general sense of culture. There are a lot of things involved in culture, and that's what I tried to pull out in the book. Uh, as the principal of the school, um, I, I'm very aware that, that I am not the main, the main person involved in culture. It's all the people really are involved in making the culture of the school.
2: Obviously, since you wrote a book that relates to culture, and I mean, it's right in the title. When in your educational career did culture become important to you and something you really came to value? Uh, and even when you first realized that you had and could have an impact on the culture of a building?
3: Well, it's actually funny, but probably um, didn't have a, a complete understanding of it till the last couple of years that I've been, been working. I think uh, I've been a principal for, for many years, um, since 2000. You know, in between, there was a supervisor stint where, where I moved to Lawrence Township. But I always thought I was pretty good at it. I had good relationships with my staff. I had good relationships with parents and families. It just all seemed like common sense to me. And then, you know, as you start reading and, and learning more, you learn from, you know, learn from educators and, and actually business leaders. And, and, and you, they, they talk about it as culture. And they talk about, you know, the way you feel, culture and climate are kind of, um, climate is kind of the temperature of the building and can change from, you know, day to day. But culture is something that's just embedded in the way, you know, the way we do things. And um, it started to make more and more sense to me until I could really talk about it. Like I said, I think I did it, but it was just common sense. You know, this is what I do. Never really talked about it as building culture. Um, but as I learned more about it, it was. It, I think it made me better to be more specific in the things that I was talking about, and, and even more intentional. Even I guess. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And that's that's kind of what, you know. I, I want I want to make sure that I pay attention to that. Um, and and I didn't, as I said, I didn't always understand that's what I was doing or that that that's that's my purpose. But now, as you say, it becomes more intentional. Um, to really focus on the school culture. And it's a big, I mean, it's a big, it's a huge deal.
0: Yeah, and intentionality is actually one of the author or one of the chapter titles in your book. And you talk about doing things with purpose. And, you know, the question is, what's the purpose? And it made me think of like, what's your why? I really, really enjoyed that chapter. I kind of skipped around reading the book um, because I wanted to get to things that mattered with me. And since the subtitle of your book is um, what really matters in our schools, um, I tried to pick things that are really mattering to me right now. Um, So I like that there's like that intentionality piece, there's the wellness piece, honesty. There's a lot in there.
3: Actually, and my my teachers have heard me say this, my staff hears me say it all the time. Actually, some of my teachers have it written on the wall. What's the purpose? You know, they have it written right up above the whiteboards. um, You know, what's the purpose? Because I say that a lot, and and purpose can have a lot of different things. But we need to know what, why we're doing what we're doing. Whether you're a teacher or a student, you know, or an administrator, why did we do? Why did we pick this activity? Or why did we um, use this worksheet? Or why did we um, decide to have this assembly at this time? Um, And Again, you can't just – if you just are doing things without really focusing on that purpose, then everything's a mess. You don't really have anything. So um, we really need to have that intentional understanding of what we're doing. And the students should have an understanding of why they're doing what they're, what they're doing. You talked about their why. And you know, so you know, I always ask them, why are you doing that when I walk into class? Or what, you know, what, what is it that you're doing and why are you doing it? And um, if they can't answer it, th- then we have a problem. Actually, our, our school goal this year has to do with literature and, and reading. And this children are second and third graders are, have to um, journal what their individual reading goals are for each week as they conference with their teachers. Um, the purpose of that is that so it makes it intentional when they read. And it's very important that they do that. And that's our school goal. And I basically I'm just checking to make sure that the teacher confers with them weekly is doing doing those things because the purpose is we know that if the student understands why they're doing what they're doing there's a better chance of it sticking and that has a lot to do with um, John Hattie's research too but yeah what's the purpose is a big deal the intentional piece of anything we do in our schools and as I say in, in the chapter you know fun, fun is fun is a purpose and if I, if I walk into a class and I say well you know what are they doing here and the teacher says I just needed five minutes to get organized for the next lesson. That's still a purpose as long as there's a, a reason that they're doing it.
0: And I actually love that line. That was like one of the lines that I like double highlighted and underlined because I feel like sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to be human. Sometimes that is okay.
3: Yeah, it is okay. And, and you know, I, I, as you're dealing with kids with behaviors or other things, you, you sometimes you need those two minutes to regroup and get yourself together together. Or things like that. So as long as the, the teacher can, can, you know, explain that's their purpose, and, and believe me, I don't walk around saying, hey, what's the purpose of that, or what's the purpose of that, but as long as they're thinking that way, that, then I think we have a good chance of a lot of good things happening in our schools.
2: Right, that that whole question definitely will help teachers have a certain mindset when they walk into their classroom, or when they're designing their lessons, You know, you know, what am I doing, and why am I doing it, is something that I remember... You know, my old physics teacher asking me when I was in high school, but a- along those same lines, having teachers doing something with a purpose, ha- have a reason for everything you're doing. So I can certainly agree with that. And that's definitely something that in my own classroom that, that I am employing.
3: Yeah. And, and like I said, it's, it's important, you know, like I, I, I sometimes have to think about, you know, why why am I walking from class to class, sometimes spending 30 seconds in a class, other times spending five minutes sitting in a class, each day. And my, and my purpose, my purpose is to make sure, first of all, the kids know that I'm, I'm coming in every day to see them to connect with kids and also to help the teachers if they need support. And like I said, if I, if, if ever happens that, that the, you know, it seems like odd that the principal is coming to the class or the kids are surprised, then somebody's not doing something right.
2: Jay, obviously one of the, main purposes of, you know, writing a book uh, it is to sell it and we will get to that part of it. But before we sell the book, you have to write the book. So what was your why in going from this idea of culture that you believe in to making it in, into a book? Can you tell us a little bit about how the book came to be?
3: Well, actually, I, I've done some presentations talking about, you know, the, um, building culture in, in schools and classrooms. And I had done a few presentations and a few people said, you know, you should, you know, put this down somewhere for people to, you know, to share with it. Um, so, I, uh, you know, I started having a few ideas. I worked with, you know, um, Beth Huff from Lead Like a Pirate. Um, Beth and I talked through ideas back and forth. And we actually, Stacey was actually at the first presentation, I think, where we talked about, you know, uh, culture matters. Um, I, I, and I think the title of that one was Culture Matters, Putting the Extra in Ordinary. in in your schools. And so she and I threw these ideas back and forth and she was busy getting her lead like a pirate book done. And in the meantime, I had a discussion with um, Dave and Shelly and talked about possibly writing this book. Um, So it it just kind of all came together. Um, And, you know, I, I started putting ideas down on paper and then shared with Dave and then Shelly and Beth, when they finished their book, they said, you know, we'd like to start a, a, a kind of um, series of leadership books Would this. You know, would you want to be the first book in that? And I was like, sure. You know, I'd already had a lot down on paper, wasn't really organized. But I said, OK, I, you know, I'd love to do that. So, again, it gave me purpose. It gave me a focus.
0: Yeah, I remember that presentation. I remember sitting with you. I think that was under an awning or um, maybe around this time last year, a little earlier. Um, when we were doing uh, ESET yes. two, right for,
3: right. yep, right yeah. for
0: newer teachers, and I said, "So when are you <laughs> writing your book?" And he said, "Huh, oh, <laughs> yes. funny,
3: you're not the first <laughs> yes. person to ask." Yeah, so so yeah, it, it was um the purpose for me was to really kind of organize everything that I do, and hopefully to inspire others to think and and and, and do things in a, in a little bit different way, um, in the pirate way. Um, which Dave Burgess kind of patented um, and inspired me to be myself, uh, as I explained in the book. I, I and hopefully make people think really, the next thing is th- that nobody's going nobody can be me, nobody's gonna should try to be me, but you you know you have to be purposeful and think about everything that you do and how does it make your school better and amazing?
0: I like that. Nobody can be you, but they can certainly be a better version of themselves, and I think that that's really what your aim is and just that you know the few chapters that i've read so far it's it's really about just being aware of how your small decisions really just are impact a bigger culture at large so
3: and you you know you don't even know until you do it you know where it could go or or what it could do you know i made lots and and I, i share lots of mistakes in the book you know lots of mistakes that i've made um i really do i i've made lots of mistakes and if I had to do it again different, you know, differently, I probably would. And some of the things, like there's a chapter on honesty. Um, and some of the things, you know, I was brutally honest in my initial um, staff meeting um, about how I, you know, as I moved into the school that I knew a little bit about and had visited quite often when I was a supervisor. And I was brutally honest with the staff. I did. I was wrong in a lot of ways about some of the things but it caused them to really think about how they present themselves, you know, and I think that was an important part of starting. It, it probably didn't endear me to them right off the bat, but it gave them a clear picture of what I, my goals were to start off as the new principal.
0: So you said that, you know, you wrote this book to organize yourself, organize your thinking and kind of you know, share out some of the things that you had done um, and help others think, you know, bigger and better ideas, I guess, for their schools. Who's the intended audience for your book? Is it teachers? Is it school leaders?
3: The intended audience is really school leaders, teachers, principals, vice principals, curriculum directors. But as I was writing, I started thinking about classroom experiences. And there's a lot in there about how, you know, if you, you can take it and turn it into your classroom. How do you build the culture of a classroom? And I talk about that a lot when I do my talks, too, because it's really, uh, you know, it, you're building a, an entire community. And that that is actually one of the chapters, too. But But community is so important, whether it's your classroom community, your whole school community. You know, you want everybody to play an integral part in it and to make it a family and everybody to care about each other and really um, participate in that family. As as I was writing, like I said, I, originally it came from the Lead Like a Pirate series. So it was more leaders from the leadership side. But then, I, I, you know, I think there's a lot in here that really teachers could use in their classrooms, too.
0: Yeah, I was getting that um, as I'm reading it and, you know, not being a classroom teacher and having that that teacher leadership role in my building i i'm always thinking you know am i being a straightforward leader and you know sharing my passion but not overdoing it because i understand not everyone is as passionate about technology and the integration of technology into their everyday classroom as i am but am i helping them you know make those first strides and get comfortable with where they are and the next step to where they could be going forward. And I really feel like that too rings true in what you've written in this book and the type of messages and the anecdotes that you share. The stories are really, really get to the heart of, you know, like shifting the culture just a little bit at a time. And I really, really like that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about some of the stories that are in the book?
3: Well, yeah. uh, You know, for instance, um, as I said, the the first, um, the the chapter you know, there's a story of, you know, my first staff meeting with my new staff. And um, again, I've, I've been a principal at a couple of different schools, but I'm talking about where I am now. And, you know, I came in with, with a, a um, perception of the staff, not knowing them personally. And so I, you know, I basically said, you know, the way I felt, I never felt as welcome as I think I should have when I came into the building. We're not going to be like that. We're, You know, this will not be and I, we will welcome everybody that walks in our doors. And I also said, and again, we have a, in Lawrence Township, we have kind of a, there's a perception of um, a North South thing where there's a upper socioeconomic and lower socioeconomic. And and so it was kind of all poor us, poor slackwood. And I said, we will not do that. We won't talk that way. We won't be that way. We will never, we will never do that. Um, so, um, Again, I think some of them were hit kind of in the face when I first said that, um, but it caused them to think about their actions, I think, and their their welcoming attitude. And I would say, and I, I actually I would know that, that we are we are the school where people feel most welcome when they walk in the doors. And it starts in the front office. It starts, you know, with my secretaries in the front office. But you know, nobody can walk by by a teacher in the hall without saying hello to them. The kids know that that's what's expected. The teachers know that that's what's expected. So setting those expectations, a smile, um, you know, a a positive word, um, and you know, and again, I I think it starts too with with me leading the way. High five every kid when they get off the buses every day. I get, you know, I wear a funny hat or do something silly different so that they understand. That they they come in with a smile in the morning. If I if I see something you know funny off the, off a bus, I will grab a kid and talk to them because I want them to come in ready to learn and ready to have a good time. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> but but that's that's what I want them to think of as a principal. I want to be the guy that they come to. I I think it's working. I think the kids, you know, they, they know I love them. They know I love them, and I get to have I get to learn real things about them when they're in there. You know, so sometimes I even invite ones that aren't, you know, the, the ones that you see all the time, you know, I'll invite them. Hey, why don't you come have lunch with me? And they're like, what, am I in trouble? I'm going, no, just come have lunch. And um, I get to find out more about those kids that kind of can sneak under the radar sometimes.
0: Yeah. We always have to look around for those kids because I feel like so it's so easy to be hyper aware of those gifted kids and those kids who need extra support for those middle of the road kids. Um, they can really fall through the cracks very quickly.
3: Yeah. And that, like I said, and it's just simple things like that. Um, and that's why, you know, when we were talking before about culture, you know, and, and the understanding of culture. I never, it's just common sense to me. I didn't really think of it as, as a thing, you know, um, but people kept saying, well that, you know, that's the culture of the building. And that's, you know, that's the culture of, of the school that you're building. And I, and I thought, Oh, I guess it kind of is. I want school to be an amazing place. I want it to be amazing for the kids. I want it to be amazing for the families. I want it to be amazing for the teachers that come every day. You know, where, you know we have 24 days of school left or whatever in this school year. And I want them to be looking forward to September. You know, I have about hundred kids that come to summer programs and, and some, our summer program only lasts about three and a half hours in the morning. And I'm telling you at noon, they don't, they don't want to go home. They want to stay because school is a good place for them. And the learning is made fun by our teachers. And that's, and that's important.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I can get, I can get pretty passionate about it too. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's important to me.
0: So one of the things that you mentioned in your book is leading by example. And I have to say, you know, I've known you, Jay, for a number of years and our friendship started online in one of those like like when I was first getting into Twitter, and I think you and I were both part of um, five thirty BFC five thirty, and you know you're just an extremely welcoming person, so I could see how not having that same type of energy surrounding you would lead to that type of faculty meeting conversation, and you know, like you said, you know, it's just second nature to you, and it's just part of who you are, and I think you know there are there. Are there are certainly people out there who have that. And one of the things that you write in your book is that, you know, that is also something that can be learned, um, by finding what it is in those people who do it naturally, um, and calling attention to like what those actual cues are and kind of bringing them to the forefront so that we can all learn that. And, you know, I think that your book is one of those steps, but certainly the way you model that type of behavior and those expectations, um, you know, you're definitely a a role model for your teachers and other educators here in New Jersey. And, you know, I'm sure PA and and New York teacher or PA New York principals and teachers get to benefit from that as well. So I just want to thank you for like all that you've done, how welcoming you are. Um, You know, the way we met was really cool. And I've seen your office, it is quite tiny. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes yes and, and so St- so we stacy and i met the first time for real because she messaged me because dave burgess was coming to do a um a uh pd day here at in lawrence and she messaged me and she says is there any way i can get in there i'm just like come meet me at eight o'clock in the morning i'll get you in <laughs> and so she did and that was an awesome you know that it was an awesome way to do it again i want to spread the message i want i want to like I want to inspire our kids to be so excited about everything they do. Um, and when cool things are happening, I want to shout it out and share um, my teachers. They met my teachers, my staff, the staff at Slackwood school. And I say mine, we're, we all do it together, but it's, they, they do such amazing things with kids every day. Um, uh, you know, I just was just at a, uh, a retirement dinner for my school counselor who is retiring after 24 years. And she um, quietly, again, she's, you know, we talk about the pirate thing. Well, it's not always costumes and big hats and and craziness. She does things for people quietly that nobody knows. And after 24 years, she's leaving and I'm telling everybody, you know, um, you know, in the last uh, eight years, she's provided over 13,000 meals for kids on weekends. You know, she's, she's that, and that's all her. She does it all. She provides clothes for kids um, up to 30 or 40 kids every year. Um, She organizes a holiday um, gift, gifts for about 85 children every year who would otherwise not have holidays at their house. So, you know, like I said, I want to shout those things out. Uh, you know when I and that's why with social media it's so amazing because I can share those things and people see it you know I share when great things are going on in the classroom every day again th- there's cliche, but you know if it, it, you know who do you want telling your story and I definitely want to tell the story of my teachers and our school because it's an amazing place
0: oh, I love that
3: the the leadership piece of culture yeah i I model it, but I also learn I learn from them every day um i you know I always say that. Uh, if I see something cool going on in your class, I'm going to shout it out. I'm going to ask you to present at the next staff meeting. I'm going to ask you to show the other first grade teachers. I'm going to ask you to share that with somebody else because um, that's really how we all get better. That's really how we all get better. And that's what's so important. That's what's so important. And so, like I said, I think, and my teachers have said this to me. They go, you know, I never would have stood up before a crowd before. I I never would have done it. So they're all pirates. Everybody's a pirate in their own way. Um, but the best part is that everybody wants to keep getting
0: better. And
3: and like I said, giving our kids something to really look forward to every day.
0: I like that too.
2: It, it, it's such a great thing to, to bring that into the school. And obviously now uh, it, it's translated into the book. And obviously, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, and are do what we can to make sure, you know, the book gets old. And obviously that's the purpose of writing a book and spreading the message. Um, but we want our listeners, Jay, to be able to hopefully listen to this conversation and take something away right now. So without giving away the top strategy or idea that you have in the book, because we want people to go out and get that, uh, maybe give your number two <laughs> or your number three thing that that school leader, that classroom teacher, or that supervisor can do tomorrow to immediately try to impact culture in their school or their district.
3: Okay. Well, the real purpose of writing the book, as I said, was to organize and hopefully inspire. Um, if other, if, if I, I, am a big proponent uh, of we need to change the way school is done. And if I can start that discussion, uh, I would be so excited because we need to feed off of, uh, for children's passions and, Um, I, I, you know, I'm also a big believer that every kid is gifted that, you know, if you can find the right thing that they're passionate about, you're going to find what their gifts are and we need to take advantage of that. But, um, I'm trying to think of like one thing that there's no number one secret or anything in the book. It's really, um, smile, smile, say, please. And thank you. Be polite. Again, it's not—it's not brain surgery. It's common sense. Be nice, be kind, and show that you love what you're doing. That's really—that's. I'm—I'm I'm a rock star to 300 kids every day, and I'm lucky. I'm lucky, and I show it that I love what I do every day.
2: And it—that it, definitely shows. Even, even here, you know, seeing your conferences, and you know, even talking to you, you know, in this conversation. I mean, you radiate positivity and, and good energy.
3: Well, and thank you. Like I said, I, I mean, I'm very lucky. I've had some, I've had some really difficult days and some really tough days, but those are so. It's so easy to get over those if you walk into a kindergarten class or you walk into a third grade class and see really cool things going on, you know, and and that's that's where you you can get your focus back and makes continue to make school amazing, and all that other stuff goes out the out the uh, you know out the door because it's really about the kids.
1: All right, Jay. So we're gonna we're gonna put you on the spot with this question. Uh, If you could for us, please uh, describe your ideal professional development experience, whether it is as a learner or as a presenter.
3: Okay, I I love going to ed camps. Um, I like to go to ed camps, but I just like being around the people. I like the energy, the discussions that happen on the side. I learn more from people and those discussions. I, you know, I, lo- I like that. I love hearing people's opinions and I love sharing my opinion. Um but but I, I I really, really like Ed Camps for for um learning and having something to bring back and mostly inspiration. But I like everything. I like going to PD. I, I love po- your podcasts. I love listening to when I go out for a run, I listen to your podcasts. And I, and that's not a, that's not blowing smoke. I, you know, I put on yours or somebody else's podcast, but I like, I go through and say, okay, I'm, this is good for me. And, and I do that. So like, I'll put that in my ears and I'll go out for a 45 minute run and I'm happy to do that. And I always t- take something out of it. So that's, you know, that's, that's also awesome. That's the best way to do it. You know, I, I, I like to learn. That's, that's the, um, I, I try to learn and share what I learn every day. I wasn't one thing, AJ. Though I I, I messed that up because yeah, I like we were at, we were at TCT this weekend, and I lo- I loved every session I went to, but I also loved the time in between the sessions, just talking to people. You no, know? it was it, it really was awesome. So no,
1: it never has to be. It never has to be one thing. I think the way that you highlighted that is great. You know, I think uh, as an as a leader to show everybody else around you that you are learning and you are passionate about learning, I think that is part of a culture as well because it kind of push everybody else to want to follow in those footsteps and, and learn however they can.
3: Well, and let me tell you, I, like I, so I, th- I think I wrote the book. So I do, a, um, I do a book study for, for my whole staff where they don't have to read the book. I read a book and then I share out in Google classroom, the things that I highlighted from the book. So, so basically it usually takes a year to, to do the book uh, and we're finishing visible learning for literacy in the next two weeks. Um, well, I read it and they're finishing it because every day day I'll then I'll, I'll share out something, you know, a section that I highlighted as I re- read through it. So by the end of the year, they usually get most of the key points, the points that I thought were key points. Um, and, you know, a couple of times I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is too much work. Why am I doing this every week, organizing this? And then once, you know, it, on a Monday or Tuesday, someone comes come in and says I really love that, what, I, what you sent out this morning. And I'm kind of like, what are you talking about? Uh, Cause I, like I said, I, I plan them and schedule them for the whole week on Sundays. So, and that, they'll come in and tell me they love, they love th- that. It's so important to them. Or I'll walk into a class and see something going on that I just had sent out that morning. And I'll go like, that's what it's all about. That's, that's why I, I put that time in to do those things. Cause it's, it's an awesome way. I just love learning. And I, I think it inspires others to want to learn too.
0: I love that so much. I am actually intrigued to see what kind of things you offer in your Google classroom and being the kind of person that you are, I know you will share them willingly if people ask. So again, I might ask you later (laughs) to share that.
3: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like I said, basically they're going to get a whole book by the end of the year. Two years ago I did, um, you know, I did a a short book and we were done by February, but um, visible learning for literacy uh, by um, what is it? Uh, Fry and oh can't even think now. And Hattie, it's got it's it's Hattie Fry and and I can see him, but I can't see his name. Anyway, that's the book we're doing now, and we're almost done with it. But it's deep. It's like real deep statistics, real deep things. So so I have to really cut everything short because you don't want to give him too much in one little one little you know piece. So it's it's taken a little bit longer, but yeah, it's it's a deep book.
2: That's awesome. But Jay, speaking of cutting it short, you, you've given us a lot of gold and a lot of awesome nuggets of information here tonight. So I want to be the first of the three of us to say thank you for taking time here on a Sunday night to join us for podcast
3: PD. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. I, I enjoy it very much. You know, I could talk about this all night. I, it, it, could you write a book about it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably could, yes. <laughs> so to, to
2: start to recap this, again, we, we've been talking in this episode here with Jay Billy from Lawrence Township, New Jersey, principal of Slackwood Schools. He is the author of the latest Lead Like a Pirate Guide, and it's called Lead with Culture, What Really Matters. In our schools, we'll have a link to it out in our show notes at podcastpd.com slash 30. So, Jay, congratulations. You are a member of one of our milestone episodes here in episode 30. It's got a nice round number to it.
3: Oh, awesome. awesome. Now, before Thank we let you, you. go, Jay,
2: uh, where can Thank people you. get in touch with you? What are the best ways that people can continue to learn from you and maybe join your Google Classroom, Stacy, and continue to connect?
3: It's J A Y B I L L Y 2 on Twitter. So it's at J Billy 2 on Twitter. Or um, the letter J B I L L Y at L T P S, Lawrence Township Public org is my email address. Those are the easiest ways to reach me. Um, I can give you my address, but then I'll have all kinds of stalkers here, so I won't do that. <laughs> but
0: people would be looking for you.
3: So there you go. Reach out to
2: to Jay Billy. He is more than willing to chat and by all means please go out and purchase copies of the book, leave the reviews on Amazon, all those wonderful things uh, and continue to support what Jay is doing because he certainly put some time and some effort into supporting everything that we're doing. Now, normally we would go into the part of the show where we share everything that we're listening to and we're just going to put it on Jay. So, Jay, you're going to be in the spot and you're going to go first. Jay, you're going to take us home before Stacy says goodbye and just let us know what's a podcast that you're currently enjoying besides this one because we know it's awesome um, and something that you're learning through podcasts.
3: Well, I, I love Cult of Pedagogy. Um, you've probably heard that before. Um, but yeah, I, I love Cult of Pedagogy and Jennifer Gonzalez. Um, every, everything she puts out, I try to listen to. Um, and I, that's one of my favorites. I also love. I'm I'm pulling it up here because I'm so bad. Well, you know I love Don Wettrick and start up start ed up um, some of the stuff that he does. So yeah, those are a couple that I I listen to. But I I listen to a lot. I listen to Catlin Tucker. I listen to um, the the um, your house of Ed Tech over there. So I like I like to listen to a lot of those things. Truth with teachers, yeah, but. Lots of podcasts, as I said, I, I just pull one or two up when I'm going out for a run and try try to learn something new. Awesome! Thank you for sharing, Jay. We appreciate it very, very much. Thank you for tonight. It was awesome,
0: Jay. I really, really can't thank you enough um, for doing this for us. And you know, I know, like I said last year, I was totally busting your chops when I asked you when you would be writing your book. But there's definitely a lot of. Um, true feeling and and truth behind that statement and that inquiry. Um, and then as I discovered that you were writing your book, I kept asking so I, we're gonna have you on right and you're like, yep soon as it's written and that's I, like I don't think we've had such quite a quick turnaround where your book came out Thursday and here it is the Sunday after your book was released and you're on the show with us so I really hope that our listeners go out and get the book. There are so many truly awesome ideas in there, things that could help you shift your culture um, in the next 24 days. If you're one of those New Jersey schools or Massachusetts schools where you're going until almost the end of June, like we are, lots of snow in our area. Um, That extended school year happened for us, but um, you know, or you want to start your school year off really strong. I highly encourage you to get Jay's book. It's lead with culture. What really matters in our schools and um, take a look at some of the small shifts you can make to really build that community and and show our kids what really matters. And really and truly, it's them and the people that are around them. All right. So once again, Jay, thanks again. Chris and AJ will talk later this week, I'm sure. And on that note, say goodbye, Christopher.
1: Goodbye, Christopher.
0: Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Say goodbye, Jay Billy.
3: Goodbye, Jay Billy. Thank you, Stacey.
0: Thank you. Have a good night, everyone.